0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Mariko, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. This episode of I Work For Him was previously recorded for the Christian Leadership Alliance's Outcomes Conference podcast, where leaders come to invest the best of what they know into other leaders.
1: Remember, if you have influence over just one person, you are a leader. Together, let's listen to this podcast and learn more about leading God's way. Enjoy.
0: Martha and I are excited to host the Outcomes Conference podcast. Every podcast is dedicated to you, our Outcomes Conference podcast listener. We got a great conversation coming up today. Dr. Arthur Satterwhite with Young Life, where you can check him out online. He's got his own little website, arthursatterwhite.com. We're going to be focusing on leadership and thriving and the related outcomes. Dr. Satterwhite is the Vice President of Diversity, Belonging, and Strategy at Young Life. Dr. Arthur Satterwhite, welcome to the Outcomes Conference podcast.
2: Uh, Thank you, guys. It's so good to be with you again. This is always a fun part of my life getting to just share time with you. Oh,
0: wow, that's nice. Very nice of you to say. I hope you feel that way at the end of the podcast. That would be nice. <laughs> All right, so before we get started start to talk about your leadership role and perspective of what God is doing you to lead a thriving environment at Young Life, how, tell us how you personally are keeping your faith strong and your leadership Christ-centered on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, I mean, this has been a really interesting season, right? Here we are <laughs> coming out of covid my, my words to God's ears. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's been really challenging for so many. Um, uh, Pope Francis re- just released a new book and he was at the, at the front end of it talking about how we're coming through a period of what feels like sifting. I know I've felt like that over the last year and a half. And I think in that where I sense God not only teaching me and growing me, but helping me thrive, it's kind of bringing me back to the basics. Right. Mm. You know, eliminating some of those distractions, because life is is so busy. Um, especially when you do the work that we do, <laughs> that so many that are I'm sure listening can can resonate with. Um, I found that in 2020 and even here in the first part of 2021, God did what I think nobody expected to do to do and just shut everything down. And for me, it just kind of brought me back to Him. I found my my devotional life uh it was just, you know, I've had time. <laughs> I had time to read the Bible and pray. Um, I had time to, to get out and work out. I lost almost forty pounds. Wow! COVID. Congratulations! When I put on the COVID nineteen. I lost forty. Um, Good job. I put back on ten in the last three months because I've been stressed. But <laughs> that's not here, neither here nor there. Um, it's really just been about. I feel like God has been bringing me back to the basics that you know He matters. Um, the things that He's called us to matter, and our responsibility is simply to plug in to plug into that, to seek him and know. Seek him first, right? The Bible says Mm -hmm. and he will add everything else unto
1: us. So personally for you, like what does this word thriving mean?
2: That's so good. I mean, thriving or or flourishing, those are Mm -hmm. two words I find myself, especially with my staff and in our community talking about, because I really do believe that at the heart of the gospel is this idea that God intended, intends for us to thrive as people, as leaders, as uh, his children, his creation, right? That's the garden vision. And uh, I do believe we're caught up in that, you know, from the the creation to the restoration at the end of Revelation, caught up in the middle of that. And I think thriving, uh, first and foremost, it, it comes down to just that relationship with him, you know, that walking with him like Adam did in the garden and you know, what does that look like in our world today? And I think that does come through that personal just seeking him, making space for him, margin is a huge word that I've been leaning on lately. <laughs> Thriving is that margin, where in the margin you find that that's where you experience God. You you come to know God, that He opens It's not all the money in the world, it's not all those other things that the world would point us to. Thriving is that space that God can begin to do that immeasurably greater in our lives. Uh, That's
0: such a good word and and thriving. And it is the thriving's in the margins. I I like that because you know what? Most of us have, we live marginless lives Mm. and what Mm -hmm. COVID-19 did is it forced families with young children, families without children. It forced adults who are busy playing whatever. It it forced everybody to have margin. Sometimes people got more margin than they wanted. A little bit. (laughs) Uh, so I, I love that. All right, let's just focus on your role at Young Life, Vice President of Diversity, Belonging, and Strategy. I mean, that's like three, vice, the, that's three presidential titles, Diversity, Belonging, and Strategy. First of all, I think you should just describe that because, of course, you're the first person sure. we've ever interviewed that's had that vice yeah. president title. What does it mean, and how does sure. it bring thriving to those you serve at Young Life?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, so it's a bit of a hybrid role um, where I I do serve the organization in two capacities, right? Every good nonprofit, we wear multiple hats, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) So, on one hand, I I get to partner with our senior leadership team to to help them think and imagine um, what is strategy. And really at the heart of that is uh, to hear our president say, just answering the question, where's the Holy Spirit moving and how are we called to follow? Um, and, and what does that then translate, of course, right into the day-to-day operations and in our context, how we, we go to meet and introduce more kids to Jesus. Um, the other side is this diversity and belonging space and you know, obviously the world we're living in, right? There's this ongoing zeitgeist cultural conversation around diversity, equity, inclusion For us, as we wrestle with that, rightly, um, because we are in the world, even though we know we're not of the world, um, we found ourselves really coming to see this sense that God has called and intended for all of us to belong. And because we live in a broken world, Hmm. um, the spaces and places we live in sometimes unintentionally and intentionally say to some, you don't belong here, or at least not fully. Um, So I have the privilege of, helping our organization and especially our leaders grow in that capacity? How can we be those who just like Jesus made space, created room? We're intentional to go and make sure that everybody belongs in his context to the kingdom and ours. Yes. To our organization, but ultimately helping them see, yes, Jesus came and died so that you would belong first and foremost in his kingdom, not just in this world, but in this kingdom, right. Good Important clarifier there. <laughs>
1: Well, it, it is amazing that um, your organization, Young Life, has seen the need to be having that conversation and have somebody really heading that up, and, and I know that you're just the right person for that. So, so a lot of organizations really struggle with trying to find ways to sustain a thriving culture. What are some of the things that you're doing um, that are having the greatest impact?
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think for us thriving, especially in this season, um, just coming back to kind of my initial comments has, has also been a little bit of a back to the basics. It's kind of like COVID forced not only individuals, but even organizations to kind of get back to the core. Who are you? What's your identity? What are you about? And I think for us at Young Life, it was a little bit of a reckoning with like, hey, when Jim Rayburn set out on this adventure almost 80 years ago, it was about one thing. It was about introducing kids to Jesus you know, going to the the hard spaces to reach the farthest out kids. And um, as we come through COVID for us, it's really been about calling our staff to that, helping them to reimagine what does that mean? What does that look like in your context? And and really get back to, um, as we were just having this conversation yesterday, what is that heart of Jesus, that heart of a missionary um, that calls us to go? Because that's where the thriving is. It's not in the systems. It's not in the strategies. It's not in trying to fundraise and raise the money. That, that's not where the thriving is. The thriving is in that, that those moments that we personally have with Jesus that then send us, as he said in John 21, to feed his sheep. That's the extension of that thriving because then we help other people reimagine, rediscover, even to hear for the first time that Jesus intended and intends for them to thrive too. I
0: just am trying to get over the statement you said, thriving is not in the systems. I, 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 thought, <laughs> I thought thriving might, was in systems and procedures. In,
1: you might thrive. I <laughs> <heavy.
0: laughs> wow. I'm sure it was written about in first or second hesitation, so we'll, we'll have to look yes. that up later. All right, yes, we're yes, talking yes. with Dr. Arthur Satterwhite. You can check him out online, arthursatterwhite.com. He's the vice president of diversity, belonging, and strategy at Young Life. And you're going to hear more from him after this break right here on the Outcomes Conference podcast
1: you know the kind of person that always tells you about the latest trends or the special deals around town? Well, lean in because here's a message from that kind of person. The Awaken Podcast Network is the place to be. Go to awakenpodcastnetwork.com and unlock God's purpose for your work with help from some friends. You will find a gathering place of podcasts that provide simple tools, faith stories, and conversations that will inspire and equip you to vibrantly live out your faith in your work today. Go ahead, check out awakenpodcastnetwork.com, and then be that kind of person and tell a friend.
0: Hey, welcome back to the Outcomes Conference podcast, as today we talk with Arthur Satterwhite. He is Vice President of Diversity, Belonging, and Strategy at Young Life. You want to check him out online, he's got his own website, arthursatterwhite.com. All right, in the last 12 to 18 months, as you mentioned in the first uh, segment, they've been a little Challenging. Let's just call them challenging. What changes, well, Yannan, you already hinted at it. What changes did you make personally in the last year, either personally or professionally, that helped you keep focused on your mission
2: as a leader? Yeah. Like I said, you know, I feel like the last 18 months was this, you know, back to basics has been the theme for me. Um, for me, it was really coming to terms with I had been living in a place of overwhelm probably for uh, just about as long (laughs) um where i'm a three on enneagram if you or anyone knows what that means i'm a i'm an achiever i gotta get it done so i i get a just a hint of what i feel like jesus is doing and i'm off to the races and the the downside of that is you know as a leader um it means i don't say no to a lot of things um I, I I want to keep doing for Jesus. And sometimes my doing for Jesus just gets in the way of me being with Jesus. Mm. So the changes in this last season for me really looked like that, just creating more space, more time to just be and listen and know Jesus to, to to focus on this temple, you know, that he's given me that, Hey, if I don't take care of it, right. I won't be here to do much with um, and, and just getting healthy and, and, and trying to, yeah, see that as a part of my spiritual discipline um, and experiencing Jesus. I love what
0: you said. My doing for Jesus got in the way of my being with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the title of your brand new book. I can see that right.
1: There. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. So yeah. let's let's talk about that a little bit deeper. What do you think has been one of the greatest challenges um, that you've faced during this time as a leader? Oh. <sighs>
2: Which one? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this, this has been one of those seasons um, that feels like, um, as the new, our president said the other day, uh, God's pruning, pruning our organization, but also mm-hmm. pruning me. Um, I, I think the biggest challenge for me in this season, as I've gotten back to simply being with Jesus, is protecting, protecting that time, protecting that space, protecting that intentionality. Um, cause the, uh, it's not like things slowed down. You know, we, we, we discovered zoom, hence we're here. Right. So I felt like kind of actually the pace picked up a bit. Um, and so for me, uh, it, it's really looked like, how do I just create space on my calendar? Like, I'm just, I'm just going to block off the first two hours. Of, I, and this is what I actually do. I block off the first two hours of every day from nine to 11, the start of my day. Um doesn't always work out, but it's blocked on my calendar. Um and I I set that space aside to just focus, to to listen, to to sometimes brainstorm an idea to, to do some, some work, but I'm not distracted by the meetings, the phone calls. And I and I've found that doing that at the front end of my day for me. Um one has been a challenge because the world wants that time back. Oh yeah. You know, always a project, always always, always a meeting. Um, but I found that it's been in that sort of two hour space there that God has, God has met me, has given me some of my, my best ideas. I've had some of my greatest breakthroughs as a leader, as a, as a minister in in the space that he's called me to. Um, mm. it, it's, it's been the most rewarding, but also the most challenging to protect that yeah. um, given the responsibility that we carry as leaders.
0: What do you think, you know, as leaders, a lot of times we're, we read a lot of stuff. We listen to a lot of different podcasts. We, we, you know, wherever, however you get educated, what's one thing that you've learned in the last 12 to 18 months, something you've studied or something you've experienced that you said, everybody that reports to me needs to learn this exact same thing or hear the same thing or read the same thing.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, not not surprisingly to anyone, probably given my title, change has been really at the, the core of a lot of my thinking, my planning, even my work with my team and, of course, the broader organization. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned in this last 18 years and that I've been trying to to drive into to my team, uh, one, change is hard. <laughs> um, but that uh, change is a part of what God has called us to, to be leaders in. Um, as leaders who are serving, um, you're getting a little bit of my leadership philosophy. Um, God has called us to be stewards of change and really to partner with Him in ushering that change into wherever He's called us to lead. And change doesn't come by just putting out a new policy. Um, a leader that I was talking to the other said that uh, the other day said that, hey, policies and regulations are important, especially in this conversation around diversity and equity, right? And, and belonging you've never changed a heart with a policy. You've never changed a mind, you know, with a regulation. Um, that's the difference between belonging and, and, and why it takes relationship. It takes proximity. Um, it takes intentionality going and being with um, such that you can, in, in the terms of young life, earn the right uh, to be heard, to transform a heart, um, to help people see that there is a better way and, I mean, again, I just come back to—I—I uh, I, I feel like that's the right thing and what I've been trying to drive in my team because I see that in the Bible. Yeah, you know, that—that's that, what Jesus did in going to Zacchaeus. You know, that's what Jesus did in going to all of those people who were on the margins and, and and inviting them in. He didn't wait for a regulation to change to say, "Oh, well, that's okay; they're no longer outcasts." He went to them and he made space, and then and, and then he won their hearts, such that they ultimately were transformed. That's our work as leaders. I don't care if you're an accountant. Uh, a lawyer uh, a nonprofit leader we are called to be those leaders who create room and transform hearts
0: and that is the mission of every christian nonprofit. ultimately it's the gospel and jesus did such a great job uh, ex- of leaving us examples of touching everybody uh, from the religious leader like nicodemus to the woman at the well who'd been married five times and was lived with a six guy and everybody in between i mean he, he just said, this. the gospel is good for everybody. Come on. Uh, and, and, oh, it's just powerful. I love hearing you say that. Listen, we come back, I want to talk to you about mm, the church and how Young Life mm. is ministering to the church and, and building the church and, and some of the things that you're seeing as challenges. We're talking today on the Outcomes Conference podcast with Dr. Arthur Satterwhite. You can find him online at arthursatterwhite.com. We'll be right back. Want to build a profitable side hustle that impacts people with truth and healing in themselves and in their leadership? Then look at becoming a certified leadership coach with Giant. Giant has been in the leadership space for over 13 years and has over 500 coaches in over 127 countries. Their coaches are being hired by Fortune 500 companies and organizations like I work for him. Martha and I took the Giant Sherpa training under one of these great coaches to become leaders worth following. Giant gives you everything you need to start your own coaching business from scratch, like hands-on training from top-level coaches, access to an all-in-one online platform to run your entire coaching business, and you get to join a thriving community of coaches around the world. To get started, Giant is hosting a coaching business workshop to help you learn how to build a successful coaching business. This workshop is 100% free, and you can reserve your spot by going to giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. If you're ready to impact people and get paid to do it, go to giant.tv forward slash I work for him. That's giant.tv forward slash I work for him. Hey, welcome back to the Outcomes Conference podcast. Today, we are featuring Dr. Arthur Satterwhite. He is the Vice President of Diversity, Belonging, and Strategy at Young Life. I know you can find Young Life online. Young Life's been around. Arthur, how many years has Young Life been around? Almost 80 years. 80 years. And you think of wow. the, the, it's got to be millions by now of young people that have been touched by this ministry over 80 years. I know of many uh, of mm-hmm. people who are living on the margins who got sent to a Young Life camp in Colorado or somewhere else where they kind of worked over the summer and their lives were never the same again. Mm-hmm. Or where there was a mm-hmm. school ministry or, I mean, just lots of great stuff. But since we last interviewed you a couple years ago, Arthur, the world has grown angrier, if that's even possible, and Mm -hmm. the brokenness is much more obvious. The mission of the church is to be unified and bring the gospel and gospel solutions Mm -hmm. to our hurting and broken world. How do you see the body of Christ demonstrating diversity and inclusion to bring healing to our communities?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think you said it. Um, I I think... I, I think our world and especially our communities are in a, a really challenging space. Um, I, th- I think one thing that is maybe a result of the fall, um, we, we, we see that, you know, in, in the tower of Babel, right. And this is that that's splitting up. Like we, we lost that communal creative connection as people. And as I, as we talk about it in young life, um, in that dispersion you know we lost relationship we lost really the ability to 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 understand to empathize even to be compassionate to one another um and what i love about young life uh, and our organization and it's it's in our dna um it's what jim rayburn did way back when Um, we're called to go um and that's our partnership with the church we are not the church in the in the sense of the institution right we are fans and members of you know, all of those local bodies as we should be. Uh, but we, we go to those kids, those kids who wouldn't darken the doorstep of a church. right? Um, and uh, our heart is to bring them in, to help them see. And I think the opportunity in this season, in our world, for the church is to be that space of hopefulness. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King said it in one of his speeches in 1967, in the midst of all of that civil unrest, he said, but I have hope, and I have hope because the church, it, it is meant to be, we haven't always lived up to it, if we but it is meant to be that last bastion, that steward of hopefulness that we serve a God, you know, that we have a, a better way, not just a better, but the way to something greater, to something better, to that abundant life, and I mean, I would issue that challenge to every Christian out there, but especially every church, every leader's how are you reaching beyond what is comfortable to you? To go to that hard space, to that farthest out kid in young life context, but that farthest out person in your community to build that relationship, to, to have dinner, to make bread, to meet them, to know them, because I believe that's how we begin to restore. Right? We're in this act, uh, we're in the midst of this restoration that God is doing in this world to, to play our part, to usher in that restoration to our spaces. It starts with us going. Hmm.
1: So you have already given us so much wisdom and shared so many things from your heart. Um, But, you know, that's one thing that Christian Leadership Alliance is really all about is leaders helping other leaders lead, right? Investing Mm -hmm. in them by sharing the best of what you know and investing in them. So right now, I would love for you to take a few minutes and invest in the listeners. Give them something right now um, that can help them with their leadership or their their thinking?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll come back to, I think, two themes from just our time together, you know, margin and margins. And I, what I mean by that is, you know, as leaders, mm-hmm. and I, I keep finding myself, even in my own personal devotion, coming back to that John 21, right? Jesus is with Peter. This is after he's denied Jesus three times, right? And, you know, Jesus is there and he asks him, Peter, do you love me? And they, they riff back and forth, and it goes through that three times. And I, I know it's often preached that it's you know Jesus redeeming him. But I, in my study, I feel like God has been saying to me, and one of our staff actually helped me to see this not too long ago, Jesus was doing something more. He was calling him back. He's calling Peter back to his first love because he, he, he needed to understand amidst everything else he was doing, amidst all the work for God, the doing for God that he was doing, he needed to come back to just being with Jesus, that first love, so that he could then go and feed his sheep. So we, we, we need that margin in our life as leaders so that we can simply be with God because when we are with God, when we have that time to just be with God, it gives us bandwidth to better discern what we're supposed to do for God. And,
0: and Jesus had said Peter was going to be the cornerstone of the church. Come on. And, but what I love it best is that in that act right there, and you, you brought it up, but Jesus was cooking breakfast. He didn't say, hey, Peter, bring some of those fish with you. He already had fish on the spit. He was already yes. he, he was serving Peter in order to minister to Peter, to, mm. to, as you said, to raise him back up. It's such a great point. As leaders, yeah. we need to do that all the time.
2: Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's because when we have that margin, just rifting off of that, Jim, it's, that's, that's how we can see, well, where are the margins that God is calling us to in our Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. And that may be around this conversation around diversity and equity and and calling each of you and me to these harder spaces, places that we're unfamiliar with, Um, but it may be just other hard spaces, other marginal spaces in your context to do things that you haven't done before, to understand and experience things you've never seen before. People maybe you've never been around before. God has called us to go, to leave the 99 where we're comfortable after the one. Right. So my challenge is what's that one? What's that one in your life? It may be a person, it may be a project, it may be something that is difficult. But again, if you don't have that time to simply be with God, it's going to be hard for, for you to really understand what God is calling you to do in this next season. Mm.
0: So in other words, you need to live with margin so you can reach those that live at the margins.
2: Mm. Hey, that's your book right there now. <laughs> no, that's book number
0: two for you.
1: And, you know, one (laughs) of the things that I said maybe about, I don't know, six or seven months into, um, you know, being restricted on what we could do and all of those kinds of things and where people were starting to get into a rhythm of Mm -hmm. less, of less things around. them When they got tired of watching movies, you know, when we got Mm -hmm. past all of that, um, I said, we're going to miss this. We're going to miss having time. Like mm-hmm. we could make a Zoom call with our family and we knew everybody would be available, right? Yeah, we didn't have yeah. to check a calendar. Like there was this block of time where you just knew that people were available. And I said, we're going to miss this. We're going to fill our yeah. calendars back up. And so this is a really good challenge on margin because I can bet anything that the leaders listening today are, are feeling that way. They're feeling like they've already given away some of that margin that they didn't want to give away, or maybe all, they can't find it yeah. right now. So, um, yeah. you know, we, we need that margin. What a great challenge for us today. Thank you.
2: Well, my pleasure.
0: Thank you, yeah. Dr. Arthur Satterwhite, Vice President of Diversity, Belonging, and Strategy at Young Life. Thanks for being on the Outcomes Conference podcast today.
2: My pleasure. It's always good being with you guys. Blessings.
0: As a leader, live with margin so you can reach those that live at the margins. And to you, our Outcomes Conference podcast listeners, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for just listening to the conversation and being a part of the conversation. We just pray that this podcast inspired you to think deeper, to dig deeper, to think higher, and to realize that thriving is a kingdom impact. And in order to thrive, you need margin. Mm -hmm.
1: Be sure to visit ChristianLeadershipAlliance.org where you can stay up to date by subscribing to the Outcomes online newsletter and the CLA Higher Thinking blog.
0: If you're not already a member of the Christian Leadership Alliance, I have no idea what you're waiting for. Please join today, christianleadershipalliance.org.
1: Remember, the wisdom in this podcast came to you on its way to someone else. So if you liked it, say so, and then share it with a friend today.
0: I'm Jim. I'm Martha. We'll see you again for the next episode of the Outcomes Conference podcast.
1: Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com bookstore. number four him.com